0: And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Bounce back ability. The ability to bounce back. This is Blue Monday. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering all things Ipswich Town since 2015. My name is Mikey Penty Smith and reacting to Ipswich Town 3, Millwall 1 is Seb Brown up in the Northwest. Did you enjoy the way that we bounced back tonight, Seb?
1: Oh brilliant wasn't it exactly what we needed after the the kind of not not murmurings of discontent but I guess there were a few you know utterances after after West Brom on on, on Saturday night that we we hit maybe a little bit of a a blip recently with the the draws at Birmingham and the draws at Rotherham so tonight was exactly what we needed it reminded me of games so many games last season where we just blew sides you know away in the first half of a football match and then sort of saw out the second half pretty comfortably it feels like a a big result going into the other home game against Coventry. And as we said on the flagship on Sunday night, you can, you can put West Brom to bed if we get six points from these next two. And that's half the job done now, isn't it?
0: It is indeed. Obviously, this is a, a live show on our YouTube channel and across social media platforms. So let's say hello to some people that are joining us tonight. Lee was first in, I think, before the game had even finished. Lee was saying good evening. Uh, Paul says hello. Uh, Neil Johnson says, Stop them getting a hiding. Good to see Bartosz Bielkowski back at Portman Road, Seb. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. First time he's come back. Do you reckon they made him go all the way down to Millwall
1: and get the bus up? Or do you reckon they just let him park at the uh, at the ground and not have to uh, go through the charade of it? All good, good to see him. It sounds like he got a good send-off at the end as well from the North Stand, which is good. You know, he was a, a great servant for us in, in some difficult times. But what was he, Player of the Year? Three years on the bounce. So always good to welcome back, you know, players that have served the club well. And I'm really pleased he got a good uh, a good reception. But like you said in the in the groom before we went live, it's always easier to give a player a good send-off if you just battered them 3-0, isn't it?
0: It is indeed. It is. Uh, Lee says, run, Rich, run. Yeah, Rich Woodward currently <laughs> sprinting from the ground to join us tonight. Um, Rob says, only one conceded progress. How? Uh, just what, what's your instant reaction to that second half, Seb? Because obviously we were pretty blistering. We were clinical in the first half. Second half, a little bit frustrating at times. We did concede, but we only conceded one.
1: Yeah, and you're never going to keep up that level of performance, aren't you? It's only natural that, you know, at uh, halftime, you're 3-0 up, you've been in complete control of the game, human tendencies tend to kick in a little bit, and maybe, you know, they, you kind of, st- not not step down a level, but, you know, the percentage levels may be slightly dropping, that can make the difference, then you factor in the fact it's a freezing cold evening, mm-hmm. quadruple sub made on whenever it was, 65, 68 minutes, all those kind of things come into effect, frustrating not to keep the clean sheet, the 3-1 <laughs> scoreline, the mythical 3-1 scoreline that McKenna's never had came to pass tonight so frustrating that we couldn't keep the clean sheet that would have been the the perfect night if we'd have got back to those uh, those clean sheets that we were so fi- finding so easy you know sort of in the, in the in the back end of last year but you know we, it was a, we'll talk about their goal it was a frustrating one to concede but then we responded quite well i thought we could have gone and had you know the two more with the harness effort and the scarlet effort so we responded to the goal well but still frustrating we can't just keep that shut out either home or away at the moment
0: yeah, it is a little bit frustrating, but yeah, like, like you, I was pleased to, to see us react pretty well yeah. to going, uh, well, from from them scoring what turned out to be a consolation goal. Uh, we've only mentioned the weather once so far, I think, so we're doing pretty well. Sir ben Southgate, though, over in sunny Sydney, says he still finds it funny after 27 years of living here, watching a town game wearing shorts when it's freezing in Ipswich. <laughs> uh, Michael is joining us, the other side of Australia and Brisbane, Hail and heavy rain overnight, now bright sunshine. Really happy for you, lads. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Seb and I, obviously, we didn't um, brave the the cold. And more importantly, the motorways tonight, did we, Seb? We uh, watched it in the comfort of our living rooms. Ipswich on Sky Sports becoming a bit of a thing, isn't it? And we just win on
1: Sky, don't we? I know we lost the other night on on Sky Sports, but the hoodoo that seemed to be around forever seems to be well and truly well and truly put to bed. And the the Watford game in two weeks' time is the the feature match as well, I think, isn't it? So, and then obviously we've got Leeds coming up, Norwich coming up, Leicester coming up. So we're going to be a bit of a regular occurrence for the next month or so.
0: Mm, the cameras love us, and it was Gary
1: you guaranteed entertainment and goals, aren't you? It's probably, It's like the Joe Royal era. You know, they probably look at the fixture list and think,
0: where are we going to be guaranteed
1: at least three or four goals? Oh, let's stick it to John.
0: I was I was a little bit worried when I saw Ke- Keith Andrews was the co-commentator tonight, I must say, because I I only associate him with bad times as a player and also a pundit, the care for what you wish for era. Um when he was going into the punditry world. Shall we um get into tonight's game then, 7 let's take a look at the teams? Um do Ipswich first. Um so obviously, Brandon Williams was the headline absentee. Massa came back in. Any real surprises there for you? Axel Tuan back in at centre back?
1: No, we debated on the flagship. I mean, me and Rich debated for the pre match show for West Brom. We thought Tuan might come in, given he, he he's quite quick. You know, West Brom had a bit of a, a pacey threat up front. So no surprise to see him come in, I guess. In the next month or so, he'll get the regular starts because he's going to have to partner Wolfenden if Burgess goes away with Australia. So they need to get some minutes into him. Wolfenden wasn't great at West Brom. You know, he was kind of found himself isolated on the ball at times, but. I don't know if it was concentration, but he, he he didn't have a great game on Saturday night, so no surprise to see him him drop out for Twan AB. Harry Clark was the the surprise, I guess. Brandon Williams, you assume if he was fit and good to go, he would start again. McKenna came out pre-match, didn't he? He said he's picked up a knock, so hopefully nothing too serious. And a bit like Twan AB coming in, I think we all expected Luongo to come back in and just tighten up midfield. You know, Taylor's done well in the couple of appearances before the international break, scored a couple of worldies. Um, but but you know that that bond that Luongo and Morsy have in the centre of the park where they can really control games you know they can physically dominate sides I'm, I'm not surprised to see him come back in and then we debated on the flagship on Sunday you know we thought do you rest Broadhead do you rest Chaplin does Dane Scarlett deserve a start does Harness come in and in the end he played all three of them you know he played um, he kept Hurst up front Burns on the right Chaplin in the 10 and Broadhead in the uh, in, in, in the left hand side and I'm quite grateful that Kieran McKenna knows an awful lot more about football than any of us did on the flagship show when we were debating resting some of them so yeah not a surprise to see and I, and I guess we'll see what comes on on Saturday if they can manage three games in a week.
0: Yeah, we will. And uh, just on the Millwall team, we were told to look out for Zian Fleming um, and also Brooke Norton-Cuffey, who actually didn't end up having the best of nights, did he? Very much a flat-back five, wasn't it, for Millwall, Seb?
1: Yeah, very much so in that first half. You know, they they made a tactical change at, at half time, went to a back four. But yeah, Cooper dropped out. I think he's played almost every minute of the season so far. Hutchinson came in to get some minutes. I think Edwards before the game said it was just a bit of squad rotation to try and boost some minutes. But yeah, it was very much a flat kind of back five, and we exploited the space kind of in behind those those fullbacks on multiple occasions in that first what, 20, 15, 20 minutes, didn't we?
0: We did, yeah. It was a little bit of a dodgy start though, wasn't it, Seb? Like we were we were struggling to keep the ball. Um, Chaplin was trying flicks, Broadhead was trying flicks. Not everything was Coming off um, The first few minutes And you start to Worry after the What happened on Saturday Is this going to be Another one of those Nights where things Just don't fall for us In the attacking third But Then Five minutes into The game Seb We can relax A lovely goal
1: a lovely goal and finally instead of letting the opposition score early like we have for the last six games in a row we finally take the early breakthrough and it was yeah a really really nice goal wasn't it great by Burns on the flank you know takes his man on takes um, uh, was it Longman the, the left wing back kind of playing yeah. uh, there for, for Millwall takes him onto the byline lovely kind of drop of the shoulder turns on the afterburners gets to the byline puts the puts the cross in and then Hurst this is a superb assist you know I know he's he's not in the side to score goals this is what he's in the side to do you know to create space for others I I didn't realise until pre-match um, on Sky Sports when they were saying that he's got four assists in his last kind of eight games. So that shows how crucial he's becoming to this team. We've we've discussed on on previous shows. Sometimes we do get a drop off if he's not in the side because the work rate he puts in. But this is him at that first half was him at his absolute best. You know he, he rises so high and being a striker, you, you know you'd probably forgive him if he tries to get the header on target or put it back across the keeper. But he's so aware to know exactly where Chaplin's going to be and then. We must have seen this 20 times last season. Chaplin just hangs back on the penalty spot. Beautifully cushioned knockdown from Hurst. Chaplin hits it into the ground. Brilliant start. Bart's got no chance in goal. A really, really great start and a, and a goal that we've seen Chaplin score so many times in the past. But I'm giving a lot of credit for that goal to Hurst because I thought it was a, a superb leap, a superb cushioned knockdown. Chaplin hit it first time. And that's exactly what you need, isn't it, on a, on a cold. Horrible night when a few of your passes, like you say, the first four or five minutes, a few of the passes have been a little bit sloppy, and you've given away possession cheaply a couple of times. Mm. That settles we, was, everything down.
0: It was aggressive though, wasn't it, right from the off? And we've we've had games like that, last, especially last season, where in the first half we we've we've blown teams away, but at first we were a little bit dodgy. Um, but yeah, but that, I, that aggr- I
1: joined. Sorry, that aggression oh. is exactly what we were missing against West Brom, wasn't it? You know, that, that game, I said, was slow tempo. We didn't move the ball quickly. We didn't snap into challenges. We didn't do any of the things that we've become so accustomed to seeing for the last kind of, the last 18 months under McKenna. So, yeah, that that fast, aggressive start was exactly what we needed to blow the cobwebs of of, of Saturday night off, I think.
0: Yeah, Paul, Paul Saunders says, had the hallmarks of a training ground goal. Absolutely, it did, didn't it? And reminded me, Seb, of that glorious partnership of James Scowcroft and David Johnson back in the day. <laughs> high high um, praise indeed. So I'm sure I'm sure everyone enjoyed the first goal, but I think there's an argument to be made that the goal of the night was was the second goal, and it came from the man that came back in midfield, Massimo luongo said.
1: Yeah, another brilliant goal. It's his driving around the start. See it finds Chaplin on the edge of the do kind of spins his man and then this is what I love, you know. When we're in and around the box, no one's looking to quickly get a shot off. They're still relatively patient in their play and looking to work the better opportunities and the better angles. It's a lovely one 2 with Hurst, isn't it? Chaplin gets the ball back and then fires it out wide to to Burns. I thought Burns was going to drop his shoulder and get a, get a shot off. He hadn't hit the post at that stage, had he? So I, th- I thought he might be looking to look at crack one towards goal. But again, he just pulls it back to Chaplin, who sees Luongo in space, right in the centre of the D. Lovely little layoff. Again, we discussed the you know the cushioned ball down from. Hurst for Chaplin's opener it's a lovely weighted layoff from Chaplin to Luongo on his left foot Bart again no chance fires it home two nil up after what was it nine minutes ten minutes and at that point you're in you're in complete control but yeah another lovely lovely goal and the the, the the passing in and around the box, I thought tonight was back to our absolute very best. There was no kind of, you know, hurried shots, trying to trying to get things off quickly, trying to make things happen quickly. It was that patient build that we've become so accustomed to. And yeah, I'd agree. I think I, I did like the third goal, but I think that was probably the goal of the night, the second one.
0: But I tell you what would have been the goal of the night, said what came two minutes after the second goal. Amazing counter-attack. Uh, Chaplin with a lovely flick, which doesn't quite come off, but Clark makes a really positive interception, plays the ball to Chaplin, fantastic ball down the line for Wes Burns to run onto. And he's absolutely loving life down there in that position, isn't he? Against that fullback, absolutely burns him again, whips in, whips in across, which is a bit of an awkward height for George Hurst. And Hurst just goes for it first time. He's clearly full of confidence, strikes it really well. Uh, The first great save from Bartosz Białkowski of the night. But yeah, we were very nearly enjoying a fantastic goal there from from George Hurst. Um, Mill will do sort of grow into the game a little bit from there. We take our foot off the gas a little bit. Ladke makes a save uh, from Norton Cuffby, low, low down to his left. Um, that was a
1: good save, yeah. wasn't it? Because I think that was deflected, I think. That was a good save, I thought, from Placky to get down to that one.
0: Yeah, it was a de- decent save. He then makes a, another one uh, four minutes later, but... We're, I still feel like we're in control of the game and yeah. Morsey and uh, Luongo are clicking nicely in the middle. But Luongo does get booked in the 25th minute. That's the fourth of the season. I know as the host, I'm the guy that should have these facts to hand said. But do you know what the fourth booking of the season means? Is Is he in any sort of danger? I put it in
1: our telegram group because I don't know if it's the nineteenth game or the twentieth game where the five booking rule is is null and void. If it's the nineteenth game, it's Saturday, so he's okay. If it's the twentieth game, then it's Middlesbrough the following week. And then if, if he were to get booked in one, if he gets booked on Saturday and the ban isn't until the following one, then yeah, he would miss the um he would miss the Middlesbrough game. I think Brandon Williams is on four as well, isn't he? So they're the two that maybe are at risk. Someone in the chat, I'm sure, can tell us if um if I've got that right, if it's Coventry on Saturday if it's Middlesbrough the following saturday that's the the cutoff point for that but i guess plus side you know morsey and um, morsey didn't get booked tonight so that's another one another one down given the huge games that are, are incoming i mean luongo's one it, it was a booking wasn't it? he just pulled the guy back didn't he it's always going to be a yellow card i think so unfortunate one for him but then i thought he was pretty disciplined and
0: played the game pretty well on a yellow most of the most of the game i thought yeah he did he was a he was a class act tonight wasn't he um Aaron Springfield says, excluding the first twelve minutes, how was the rest of the game? One-one. You're quite part. right. We, <laughs> because of Bielkowski, yeah. Um, so, twenty-seventh minute, quick counter attack. Chaplin plays in Burns. Absolutely rocket of a shot there, Seb. Went for the near post because it didn't didn't open up for him. <laughs> what a shot that was! The power on it smashes back off the post.
1: Great effort, wasn't it? He was really enjoying that first half, wasn't it? The link up between him and Chaplin. Chaplin kind of playing those first time left hand balls into the channel. And Burns had his man on toast from pretty much the one he puts the cross in for the, the pre assist, I'll call it, which Rich absolutely loves. The pre assist for the first goal uh, that he put in after that, Burns had him on toast every single time. You know, he was just beating his man effortlessly. And that was a great effort off the post. And I'm lucky not to not to make it 3 0 so So what would that have been? Twenty five minutes in, I think. That was that was again a good yeah. yeah, a good a good response to their sort of like you said, those those couple of shots and, you know, there's a chance the game might sort of peter out. But we kind of raised it again after their couple of efforts to end the half really, really strongly.
0: Yeah. Um, and Burns, as you say, is involved again uh, in the 34th minute. It's Chaplin pulling the strings, though. Gets it, gets it over to Burns. Morsley sort of hits a bit of a cross shot, fires over the bar. Um, and I'm thinking at this stage, well, Burns and Chaplin are so heavily involved. Everything that we're doing well is coming down our right side, despite the fact that Leif Davis had had the, the big up um, in the pre-match. He's obviously, he's, get, he's getting on the ball, but most of the big chances we're getting are coming from the right side. I was thinking Broadhead's been a bit quiet. <laughs> Didn't last for long, though, did it?
1: I thought the exact same thing, and you know, like you say, it was all coming down the right-hand side with Chaplin and and Burns. And we kind of discussed on the flagship is is Broadhead in a little bit of a you know a dodgy run of form. And I thought again, it's strange that he's been so quiet. He was trying a couple of flicks early on that weren't coming off, and I just thought well, maybe it's not his night, and we might see a an early substitution. But obviously, the third goal, he starts the move, doesn't he, on the right-hand side? I think he kind of wins the ball in midfield and looks to really drive, and he ends up playing out to Burns. I think it was. He puts the ball across, and it's cleared out, and then. And, Burgess comes out, and that touch from Burgess was absolutely brilliant to kill the ball. You know, in 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 kind of mid air, control it, and then he's ready to go. And the entire ground is screaming to shoot. Ooh. Obviously, that's not what we do. Is it? we look for the you know the higher xG kind of opportunity. He plays a, another brilliantly weighted pass out to Davis, who's on the overlap. Davis hasn't got a break stride. He could just whip the ball straight in with a brilliant cross, and then Broadhead, because he started the move in the right hand channel, is kind of on that right hand side of the penalty box with a brilliant cushioned header down into the the corner of the net bart's got no chance again of getting there and yeah the absolute icing on the cake the the touch from Burgess to kill it the the weighted pass to davis the first time crossing and the expertly guided header it was just absolutely brilliant brilliant football wasn't it
0: it was just it's just pretty wasn't it just a really really nice cross perfectly timed run and just that that finish it's so aesthetically pleasing
1: yeah very um much
0: so. a really enjoyable first half um so we go in at half time, 3-0 up. Um, and I say I joined Benjamin Bloom on his channel for the watch along at half time. And I said, I think that we'd probably take a, a boring disjointed second half if it means that that we get the clean sheet. Unfortunately, we know that that wasn't wasn't to be. George Honeyman comes on. You mentioned the tactical sub before the game. Um, immediately shows um what he's all about. Um <laughs> quite a cynical foul and a little bit of Argy Bargy over there in the in front of the dugout Seb. It wasn't there wasn't that much in that though, was there? No,
1: but again, I love it. I remember when I was at Huddersfield away, and I think Hutchinson went down with a penalty shout, and he got manhandled up, and straight away Hurst and Burns kind of flew in to back their man up, and we saw it again tonight. I do love that camaraderie and that team spirit. You know, it was a it was a foul. Uh, it was a, it was a booking. Um, wasn't anything too bad. It's just, it's
0: just showing that we're not going to be pushed around here, is exactly it? Like that, right. That's yeah, that's what you, that's about.
1: Yeah, if you mess around, if you, if you try and hurt one of our teammates, then straight away you've got people backing you up. And I love that. It's part of the amazing team spirit that we've come to kind of nurture here over the past, whatever it's been, 12 months or so. And yeah, I really love that again, where they kind of fly in and get involved and make it clear that we will not be bullied. You know, if middle, if, Middlesbrough, if uh, Millwall's tactics at halftime were kind of to, you know, go and kick us and kind of reduce the game, then we made it quite clear we weren't going to stand for that at all.
0: Mm. Absolutely. There's a slight lag the, the the YouTube comments are slightly on the drag to use a Suffolk saying, Seb, um, just on that third goal, Burgess read that beautifully, Lee says, and uh, he says, Burgess is a much better footballer than most realise. Totally agree. You know, when he joined... It, it was joined. a big game for him tonight, wasn't it, Seb? It was. Just to, just to jump in, because obviously, Tuan Zabi's come in and he's, he's the, he's the centre-back with all the pedigree, isn't he? Could have easily have been um, Burgess that missed out tonight. It could have he's, been, he's, yeah, he's you know, stepped he's up and played well.
1: He's the one that's going away, isn't he, in a month's time or whatever it's going to be. So potentially it's his position that Twan is going to fill in. And I guess you want to get that relationship between Wolfenden and Twan Twanzabi as soon as you can. But he fully deserves it. You know, when we first signed him, I kind of saw him as a kick it, head it, clear it, kind of centre back. You know, he played in a back three at Accrington. He was six foot five, whatever he is. I thought he had his limitations. I, I remember being critical of him in the past where if you spun him on the halfway line, he he could never recover, he was in real trouble. And I'd say he's probably the biggest kind of advocate for Kieran McKenna coaching that I can think of in that side because the mm. way he's come on in the last 12 months um, you know he got that that horrible injury was it wicker he had to wear the face mask to part yeah. last season in the first yeah. the first 10 games of last season then he came back into the side and yeah with the ball at his feet and those big left field cross switch passes to the flanks he's he's developed every part of his game and yeah he, he really really does deserve that deserve that place because he's he's been absolutely superb he's definitely the most improved player since McKenna's joined and it really shows what McKenna can do on the coaching pitch with him
0: yeah yeah what a guy um definitely definitely lots of confidence in his game as well and that makes a big difference as a as a defender and he's still we talk about what good footballer is but he still loves the the bruising side of the game he wins headers doesn't he, he wins tackles he makes blocks um he's a he's a really enjoyable centre half to watch um just gonna go through some more chances in the second half. 47 Hurst had a really powerful shot just over the bar. Good to see him taking shots from that sort of position when there when there wasn't really much else on, trying to catch out, catch out Bart, wasn't he? Um 60th minute broadhead has a bit of a chance. Um Chaplin's still finding pockets, he has a shot from distance, tipped over. Then come the substitutes, Seb on 69 minutes. Where do you stand? on that being four subs in one. I think it just kills
1: the intensity and kills the momentum. It makes sense to do it because then you can rest your front four who've put in a hell of a shift at this point um, before, you know, the big game on Saturday at at home to Cov. So it does make sense to do it. I'm not a big fan of four in one hit. I know it doesn't really make any difference at all, but if it was two and then two six, seven minutes later, um, I just think it kind of maybe keeps the game ticking over a little bit longer. I think when you bring those four on, especially when you change the complete front third of your team, you know, the three behind and the and the centre striker you do then naturally see a big drop off and that's what happened wasn't it as soon as those subs came on the game kind of started to peter out until Millwall got back into it with their
0: goal yep a lot of conversation at the chat at the moment about um about Rich Paul Sa- Sanders says pray for Rich Lee says he's definitely st- <laughs> stopped off at the BP garage for a Lucas aid.
1: he's not as young as he <laughs> used to be so <laughs> uh,
0: he's listening so um I'm sure he won't be too pleased to hear that from you Seb um those of you in the chat, please do. If you have any questions for us, please get them in in the chat and I'll read them out at, once we've got through the rest of the game. Um, 72 minutes, Luongo shot wide after Clark's cross has cut out. That one was really close, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was a good effort. And again, yeah, we kind of saw ourselves. I know I said the game petered out, but we were still creating chances, when we? which was which was great to see given how cold it was. The fog, I don't know how it looked on your, your watch along with Ben, but I thought the fog was starting to get really heavy. And then at times the angle, angle of the camera would change and it would look absolutely fine again. So I don't know how bad it actually was at, at pitch level, but there were times it looked like it was going to come down quite heavy and could affect things on the pitch. But I don't know if that was just the, the sky tall camera affecting things.
0: Yeah, be interested to 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 read in the chat from people that were at the game, and Rich will be joining us soon. and can talk us through what that one looked like in comparison to Oxford last season, which we can now laugh about, can't we? Just about um, seventy-eight minutes is uh, when the Millwall got, goal came. No clean sheet, tidy finish, but yeah, it was. Wasn't particularly aggressive defending, was it? Bit no,
1: poor defending. I think I think Davis switched off. I, I was trying to work out if it was Burgess's man or Davis's man. I mean, it's a good layoff from Nisbet, isn't it? He gets on his bike, and then he gets into the box and. Uh, Longman puts the, the cross in and he just kind of, yeah, guides it home. You, 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 you'd be disappointed, wouldn't you, for you to let the, the player get the first kind of contact on the ball in that position. You want, you want to offend it aggressively and either you know make sure you're challenging, I know you've got to be careful how like you're challenging the box, but make sure you're kind of challenging him strongly to put him off. And I just thought Davis maybe switched off, let the guy get ahead of him and, and steer it home. And I didn't really have any concerns about us you know capitulating or things. that's not what we do. Um, I just kind of thought that was frustrating because that would have been the absolute icing on the cake to keep a clean sheet tonight and it was a a bit of a crappy goal to give away I think someone in our chat um, I think Martin um, in our telegram group said that was um, that was Millwall's first touch in our box in the second half and they scored the goal from it so that's a a frustrating one we've done all the hard work up until that point and it was a I thought it was a pretty avoidable goal
0: yeah it was Um, But yeah good finish from Nisbet who must have had cold feet tonight Uh, like we said before before getting into this match action when we were just speaking generally about this game. When the, that goal goes in, it's a slight worry and a slight concern that we're going to fall back to, to how what we've been doing recently at home, where we get a little bit nervy and we we retreat a little bit. But we were both impressed by the way that we just carried on as if that goal hadn't happened. And in the end, it was us that had the better chances um, between then and the end of the game. 88th minute, great play from Harness. Um, Scarlet. Desperate for him to get a goal, set a really good chance for him there, wasn't it? Good save though from Bart, and it comes out. Harness loves that swinging volley shot, doesn't he? Yeah, it was. But Bart just is still still a fantastic shot stopper, isn't he? If, even if he isn't particularly good with the ball at his feet yeah he's, he's not a flag is he
1: like, he's, he's, like we, we remember him as being a fantastic shot stopper there was a moment a minute later wasn't there when Caden Jackson closes him down he's he's never been comfortable with the ball at his feet it was a lovely bit of skill by harness wasn't it to kind of make the space in the box and then Scarlett yeah you're thinking just fire it into the corner but Bart sticks out a leg and saves it and then it rebounds to harness and you've got memories of Birmingham away it's almost the same thing you know the drop the dropping volley for the for the equalizer there but again Bart pulls off a big save and that was good like you said the way we responded to the the Conceding the goal was was encouraging because we'd obviously you know there are there are times when you know you, you, you've conceded a crappy goal. It's a cold night. You have made a quadruple sub. Are you going to switch off and maybe concede another one? And then you've got a really worrying last five or ten minutes. But the way we took the game back to them was encouraging. Scarlett, I thought, was unlucky. I thought he did okay again when he came on. I was impressed with him at West Brom. He put himself about had a great effort, which I saw a replay of it the other day, which looked a lot closer than I thought at mm. the time at the Hawthorns on Saturday night. So really pleased for him. He just needs that goal, doesn't
0: he? Yeah, he does need a goal. Yeah, that effort was was close on um, Saturday night and could have made things quite interesting at the end. But I think West Brom showed again tonight that they're a decent side. And, yeah. and this is what you've got to do, isn't it? When I'm sort of joke about the old bounce-back ability non-word, but it is about coming off the back of an away defeat like that one that knocks the stuffing out of you. It's it's all about reacting in that first home game. And it's something that we did really well last season, wasn't it? And it's it's something that we seem capable of doing this season as well.
1: Yeah, very much so. Like we said on the flagship on Sunday, you know, if you can take six points from the two coming home games, then you can put West Brom to one side. It doesn't really matter, does it? We will lose games. We'll probably lose a couple more in December, given how the uh, how the fixture list is with these tough away games we've got coming up. But if we can bounce back quickly, you know, and 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 also what what impressed me tonight was, you know, if we'd have won tonight, one nil with a goal from a set piece, then that's one thing. I thought the way it was a complete. Opposite to what we saw at the Hawthorns was the most encouraging thing for me. You know, the tempo of the game. Straight we out were- the gates. Yeah, straight out the gates, like we saw last season. You know, you're blowing sides away in the first 15, 20 minutes of, of, of games. It was everything that Saturday night wasn't, and that's the best thing about this reaction is they clearly, you know, they've worked on things for the last few days or so, and to see that bear fruit is really, really encouraging. And it's, you know, like you say, if you, if we can get six, if we can get three points at the weekend, then it doesn't matter. We've maintained the two points per game in a three game week. We're still seven points clear of Leeds. We've clawed back space on Leicester. We'll discuss the results in a minute, um, but we're only one point off the top of the table now and yeah everything suddenly is rosy again and that West Brom defeat doesn't appear to be anywhere near as bad as it perhaps could have done.
0: Yeah should we shall we look at the other results um let's have a look at the other results let's let's do tonight first um and yeah you West Brom another win is that Bristol City at the top I'm guessing it is it's covered slightly covered up for me um Coventry who we face on Saturday that's two wins two wins on the spin for them finding a little bit of form Um, Going into December, Hull, impressive 4-1 win over over Rotherham, who, I don't know, they're very much a home side, aren't they? Middlesbrough, a big 4-0 win for them over Preston. Um, Can't see Preston sticking around in the playoff positions for too much longer. No, Um, I've just realised that we are looking at last night's results. Last night's results. results. Uh, (laughs) Queen's Park Rangers beat Stoke City 4-2. I think that was their first home winning over a calendar year or something like that. Norwich were 2-0 up against Watford. I, I didn't realise that they threw that away and ended up losing 3-2. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's actually look at tonight's results then. Um, another defeat for Wayne Rooney at, at Blackburn. Big 4-2 win for them. Sammy Smoddick scoring for fun. Uh, Leeds survived an early scare against Swansea. Obviously Piro scored. They won 3-1. Seb did not see this one coming at Hillsborough, though. <laughs> no. This must be the definition what happened of a, there.
1: a coupon buster. Yeah, if you had an Acker on tonight's results, and that was, you'd be thinking that was an absolute banker, wouldn't you? Yeah, Leicester one nil up and doing okay, and then I think it was Jeff Hendrick in the ninety third minute with an equaliser for Wednesday, which means they are, we are now one point behind Leicester at the top of the table. So maybe their blip—I know they beat Watford at the weekend—but maybe their blip is uh, is a bit ongoing, which we'd love to see, obviously
0: absolutely love to see it um Sunderland uh beaten at home by Huddersfield a bit of a shock shock,
1: isn't it yeah Mm. I mean Sunderland they're better away than they are at home Sunderland they're not amazing at home under Mowbray's kind of reign but uh, again not not as much as Wednesday Leicester but Sunderland Huddersfield that's if if that's on your accumulator that's a shock as well you know Huddersfield barely have, have, have improved at all since Darren Moore went in there but that's a that's a really impressive victory for them
0: yeah, and the other one there is Southampton winning again, but not particularly convincingly. There, Carl Walker Peter scored scored the winner for them there against against Bristol City. They've just got to stay in um, touching distance of Leeds and West Brom, haven't they? And
1: keep it keep it kind of interesting. We discussed on Sunday are the you know a, a three of the four playoff positions pretty much set, and I think the way it's falling with Southampton leads us, and and obviously West Brom is starting to look that way, isn't it? Mm.
2: Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you and are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITSC match program each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash Monday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win order now on the McDonald's app. A participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, uh thanks Aaron for, for pointing that out. I was in a little bit of a rush getting those um screen grabs together. Um please forgive me. I did realize halfway through that I was talking about last night's results. Um, and I got the team at the top wrong as well. It wasn't Bristol City, was it? Um But yeah, let's um Let's get into some more comments. Um, here's one. Ben southgate Scarlet, to get his first goal against Norwich. That would be the time to do it, wouldn't it, Seb? It'd be nice, but it'll probably have to be the third or fourth because I doubt he'll start. So
1: at that point, if he's coming on, then we'll be, we'll be out of sight, thankfully. Yeah, it's on the horizon now. It's not close yet. It's not, not far away now, is it? I mean, you know, Napa's come in and I, I think we all expected to see a picture of a Carrow Road corner flag on the Monday morning after he was appointed and Wagner would be gone. But he, he stuck with him. He beat QPR. Apparently it was awful. Threw away a two-goal lead last night against Watford. So it's interesting. Would he be in the dugout to face McKenna? Hopefully he is. And then after we've battered him, they can fire him just before Christmas.
0: Got it all laid out. Horse holler at evening. Just what the doctor ordered reminiscent of games against Burton and Forest Green last year. Will that be that dominant, Seb? I suppose we were in the first half.
1: It reminded me of, of of similar games, you know, and the whole game earlier in the season when we blew them apart in the first half as well. You know, there were so many times last year where it got to 15 minutes, we'd be two up or the extra game four up, or whatever it was. And then you're in, you know, you're in absolute complete control. Teams can't live with your pace down the flanks. They can't deal with Chaplin finding space. They can't deal with Hurst, you know, putting in the great shift he does up front. And all those things were, were reminiscent tonight. You know, it, it reminded me of the the poor sides. I think Millwall... Is it f- Yeah, is it fair to say they were probably the worst side we've 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 played at home so far this season? I thought they were pretty Unpacked. poor. I know they're in transition. I know they're going from this kind of you know, Gary Rower, pragmatic kind of manager to a more kind of footballing based philosophy and which is hard to do with you know without a transfer window or anything. So they are a side in transition, but I wasn't impressed with them at all. I thought they were were really poor, which is strange because their away form was decent. I think it was yeah. 13 points, it's their home form that's been been really poor so far this season, so away from home, I had it down for a 1-0 at the start of the night, I thought there wouldn't be many goals in it I thought it might be a bit of a tight, cagey affair because traditionally, they are okay on the road they just couldn't live with us, could they? We just absolutely blew them to bits
0: Mm-hmm. Some of the chanting coming from the away was a little bit negative as well, wasn't it? No, you yeah, we you had a we... pick fights of any Millwall fans there, said, but yeah, we had all the sarcastic thing where we've had a shot and
1: how mm. S must you be? We've just scored a goal, that kind of stuff. I mean, we had a bit of that on Saturday night at the Hawthorns, to be honest with you. There was, um, we've got the ball, we've got the ball. It didn't really sit right with me, you know. I mean, the, the, this side's given us so many incredible away days over the last. 18 months or so that I think they you'd have to start giving them sarcastic sarcastic stuff if they if they don't turn up one night so yeah it's I don't know how happy how happy a home life it is you know Gary Rowett kind of less by mutual consent and I guess they're in this horrible transition period they have had a few years kind of flirting with the playoffs and finishing just short finishing in the top 10 on a couple of occasions but yeah they didn't sound overly impressed did you see Danny Baker's tweets as well they were quite funny to be uh to be following. He's obviously a big Millwall, Millwall fan, and he was saying, you know, Millwall have left tonight's match on medical grounds as a as a nod to the celebrities falling out of the jungle at the moment. It was quite quite entertaining reading on his timeline as well.
0: <laughs> Lovely. It's, it's nice to leave the gallows humor to, to other fan bases, isn't it? Uh Robert <laughs> Anderson says, Great night at Misty Fortress Portman Road. I ma- imagine that he was there tonight. Um Aaron Springfield, one win in four from Leicester. Now I think West Brom will make that one in five. This weekend, yeah, it's a big, game. Yeah, is a big it's
1: a, game, isn't it? Yeah, it's the lunchtime kickoff on Saturday, isn't it? That's a really big game because West Brom, we know, are so good at home. You know, like I, I really like Carlos Corberan; I think he's a brilliant manager. And Leicester go there out of form, but it's the Championship. You know, would you be that surprised if Leicester went there and won three 0 This is the kind of league where those kind of things can happen. So, mm. it's a big game. What I guess, what's best for us there? Do we want a draw? I assume, sort of. Always or are draws. we not really? Are we not really worried about West Brom, given they're still what are they now ten points? behind us, or I'm always well, of, the, of, the, of the mantra if there's three points available and, and two go out into the ether or whatever it is and that's, that's the best way to do it, so I'll take a, I'll take yeah. a draw there.
0: Let's have a look at that league table, shall we? Um, so we've closed the gap on Leicester to just one point again. Um, Leeds keeping pace, seven points behind us. We'll see no games in hand up there now. Um, Southampton still plugging away uh, up, in, up in fourth. Um, And West Brom, as you say, 10 points behind us, 11 off the top. Uh, But yeah, West Brom, very much informed team at the moment, especially compared to us and Leicester. Um, And I think Rich Woodward might have thawed out enough to come and join us now, Seb. (laughs) So we welcome fresh from the lowest of Bobby Robson's stand, Mr. Rich Woodward. Did you get at all nervy after that um, Millwall consolation goal, uh, Rich? no did you no but i just wondered what it was like in the ground
2: there was like the briefest moment i I think probably the overriding feeling was bollocks because i quite i think tonight would have been Mm -hmm. great to have a clean sheet wouldn't it after saturday after the six games in a row of conceding first and and sorting out that hoodoo if that's what it actually was um it'd have been great to keep a clean sheet but um yeah i thought actually we dealt with it pretty well i thought we Managed the game quite professionally. Um, yeah, it's a shame we just didn't add to the three goals in the first half, which he absolutely deserved to do. You know, if it's five one six one at that point, it wouldn't have flattered us. But it just kind of it's a, it's a bit of an annoyance rather than anything else, Mikey.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was just a little bit frustrating. It would have been a nice narrative tonight, wouldn't it? To to not only bounce back from the disappointment on Saturday, but also to put to bed the we can see loads of goals at, in the first half thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, tonight has, has been excellent. Uh, have we talked about the 3 1? Is it the first 3 1 under McKenna, Seb?
1: Yeah, I've mentioned yeah. it. It's the, yeah. the scoreline that, that, that can never happen has finally been right. ticked off.
2: Michael Warren has put a thousand pounds on it, or a thousand dollars, US dollars on it, because we should all be sharing some of the winnings there, wasn't it? But. I, I Yeah, walking up the road, the uh, the BP garage was shut, by the way. I was shocked to see the BP garage <laughs> shut. Not, not that I would have walked in there to get a Lucasaid anyway, um, but shut. But And and by the way, it, the, all the fog is gone. It's weird. As soon as you walk out of Portman Road, it's a little bit misty, a little bit murky, but nowhere near as bad as it looks partway through the second half where it was kind <laughs> of like... This is only going to get worse. We need to get gonna, to the seventy fifth minute.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you because on on the on the cameras, some angles looked absolutely fine when they went down to kind of pitch level by the dugouts, it looked all right. But then the the the, the kind of the main camera up in the stands, up in the up in the Pioneer, it looked really ropey towards kind of the our right hand side, up in the kind of where the cobbled meets the north side with blue action are. Was it was it was it nowhere near as bad as that then?
2: You could see the, I could see the other end of the pitch. It, there wasn't a point where there was maybe a, a few minutes in the second half where it was difficult to see the ball in our, in our area, but that aside, it was fine. You could see the advertising boardings. It was, let's say it was weird, kind of swirly, swirled around a little bit, but down in the, between the the Magna stand and the, uh, if it's still called that, and the, and the North stand, it was, it was fine, actually. It looked all right. So it, it was one of those ones where maybe the, the, TV cameras don't make it look good, but I think all of us had Oxford in the back of our minds, didn't we? And, you know, good to, I think you made that point, Mikey. good to kind of stick two fingers up to that situation as well tonight <laughs> after the, you know, that that loss, which really shouldn't have been this calendar year, one less. It's like the Man United it should have been 8-0 rather than 9-0. You're kind of one of those ones where you still, all yeah. these years later, a bit mardy about it.
0: But does everything out the bus fly effects, Rich? Um, wow. does, does everything that came after happen if if that didn't happen and all of True. that? Um, there is a question for you in the chat here, mm. Rich. Um, straight off the bat from Paul Saunders: How was the reception for Bart? He had the match on mute, watching Ben's uh, watch along. Seb said it sounded like on the telly that it was a good reception, but what was it like in the ground?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to pretend it was. You know, there wasn't like all four stands rising to acclaim. But but the North stand gave him a really great ovation when he came and took up his position in the second half. And he got a a good ovation at full time as well. You know, when you've won the game, I guess it's nice and easy yeah. to be magnanimous about these things. But he definitely, you know, before the start of the second half, got a really good reception. And there's a nice photo that I've got of him kind of giving a thumbs up to the North stand as he walks back to the tunnel. And, you know, he didn't have to do that. He would obviously had a bit of a disappointing night. But yeah, generally good reception and, and frankly, he kept the score reasonable, didn't he? Second half, some really good saves, um, particularly from Scarlett. I think it wasn't Harness. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you know, it was it was strange to see him, you know, taking up his position. I've, I was, you know, three or four years of watching the back of Bart in an Ipswich shirt and to see him come and play for someone else was a little bit strange. So yeah, good reception, um, good all round.
0: Yeah, we saw the best and worst of Bartosz Bialkowski tonight, didn't we? He still pretty much looks like the same goalkeeper that left Portman Road a few years ago. A fantastic shot stopper, um, just not super comfortable with the ball at his feet. Um, didn't kick it off of the side.
2: A... Well, I think maybe once or twice. He back,
0: did though. He did once he did in the couple, first yeah. half. But... Yeah. But it just
2: shows how great Hladke's doing for us, right? You know, and yeah. and some really good moments. You know, there's a moment in the first half which I don't think amounted to much, where Clark was under pressure, down in the corner flag in front of the North Stand, and and could have just pumped it out or kicked it off his man, played it into Bart, he played it back to him under pressure. We played our way out, and it's so Laddke. great to see that, isn't it? You know, it's a little bit cocky um, from us, but I just love how these patterns of play that we bemoaned for years and years even in defensive phases, we we, we play ourselves out of danger and keep the ball rather than just pumping it into touch, which so many teams at this level do. And it's such great to watch. Um, I've so much admiration for the way that we go about things.
0: Good times. Good times. Michael Warner asks, Axel looks fine when we have the ball, but not sure he's any better than Wolfie defending our
2: box. I'm going to disagree with you, Michael. I, I was Seb will back me up on this. I was clamouring for Twins, ABM, Burgess before West Brom, actually. I think that's a partnership. And tonight, I think, uh, I, I don't know whether McKenna stumbled across something there. I mean, easy night in respect of the opposition weren't really at it. A team in transition. Well, I think we played them at the right time. We played a few teams this season, maybe at the right time. But I really like that. The kind of solidity that you get from them defensively, and, and bloody burgess marauding forward for the third goal. Um, and to Anzabi's just calm, just calm. He's, he's, got, he's got the next pass in his head, no messing around, um, all very economical. And what it all that does is it allows Morsey and Loongo to get on the ball. Whereas on Saturday, I don't know if Seb's talked about this, and I I'm sure we all saw it if we watched the game, Wolfenden foot on the ball just slowed us down a little bit too much, a little bit too ponderous. And I think. You know, there's not going to be much in between them in terms of defending, but I just like the solidity of it, and I wonder whether McKenna might keep them in position for Coventry as well. Don't know what people think thinking that in the chat or Seb or Mikey whether you agree with that or not.
1: I was impressed with him. I thought he was solid. I thought he read the game very well. I think he's got a deceptive kind of turn of pace about him. I, I thought. Obviously, we know what a, what a, what the pedigree of him is. You know, he's played Champions League quarterfinals for Man United in you know against PSG and stuff so we we know if we can get him fit and firing he's probably the best defender in the squad Um, I thought he did okay at Rotherham was he very vocal tonight when I was at Rotherham he was very vocal um, in his kind of organisation of the back line was that something he
2: did tonight as well not that I noticed if I'm honest so he's
1: more like Wolfender than in terms of the the laid back character. Maybe at Port, maybe it was just his debut. He wanted to kind of get across the the organisational aspect of things. But now I was impressed. Like you know, we discussed it on last week's pre match. We kind of both thought he would come in. Um, he will have to get minutes into his legs now, given he's going to be the the starting centre back with with Burgess heading off to Australia in the uh, to the Oceania Cup, o- Asia Cup in the new year. Um, so yeah, I, I think maybe you, like you say, maybe McKenna has stumbled across something, and Wolfenden might have to be a little bit patient now to get his place back.
0: Yep. Yeah, he certainly seems popular in the chat as well. Lee Baylor says Axel was solid tonight. Um, Gary Hastman says Axel was his man of the match. We'll get into the man of the match in, yeah. in a bit. Um, Axel looks very assured. Cut above from David W. We'll, we'll, we'll allow that typo because I think David's just had to walk back in the cold as well.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Another shout from Glenn for Axel, man of the match. Um, Carnivore. Nation says much improved, although I think he might just be talking about us in general. general. Uh, Simon Newton says to and Zabie did one incredible recovery run in the first half, he's rapid, yeah, yeah. a little bit of extra pace he, he brings as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll um, I'll get the everyone in the chat to start getting your man of the matches in and we'll read out as many as we can.
2: Just a heads up, Mikey, I think um, it's been tweeted that we've set a new club record of 66 home league goals in the calendar year. So there you go. Connor Chaplin has scored or assisted 23 of them. (laughs) Tweets the at the sportsman. So that's quite a record, isn't it?
0: A a lovely record. And I think Connor Chaplin actually brings us nicely into the fact that he was the official um, Ipswich man of the match tonight. Yeah. They were absolutely purring about him on Sky. Richard. Oh, great. He was yeah. he was picking up lovely pockets. It might he's a not Hollywood
2: been. though, isn't he? He's Hollywood footballer. He, he I think is. Yeah. Some bits didn't come off. I, I just thought there were people. Obviously, uh, the, the, the it's the first goal that he scores, isn't it? You know, tidy standard Chaplin goal. You know, it's funny that we talk about how great these goals are. It's standard Chaplin. Mm. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, I think a lot, a few players, maybe, and maybe it's just us here and, and our conversations in Telegram and on the podcast here. You know, we're hoping to, given McKenna basically didn't tweak a huge amount, a few, you know, one change necessary, and one change kind of I think sensible in respect to Taylor Luongo. I think we were hoping to see improved performances from Hurst, Broadhead, Japlin, because they weren't able to contribute for one reason or another on Saturday and all of them all of them did really i think broadhead maybe the goal made up for maybe a lack of contribution elsewhere perhaps in comparison to the other two um, mm. but yeah a lot of hard work from chaplin tonight in particular and great to see and i i do wonder whether he's a home player rather than an away player perhaps but just unbelievable record that that stat isn't it and yeah interesting choice we'll, we'll obviously debate the man of the match maybe with the chat but what did you guys? Were you guys purring as much as? Who was the pundits on Sky? By the way, He was? So Keith so Andrews it was, was it?
0: It was Keith Andrews. Keith. He yeah. was he was the co-commentator alongside Gary Taphouse, who I've, as far as I'm aware, has never commentated on Ipswich before, and he was getting players' names muddled up a little bit to begin with. But yeah, and he was calling Millwall the Lions a lot, which okay. I'm not
2: really sure that that's a. It's like that reading that you can overuse. Do you remember that? reading dance track they call us the royals it's like that <laughs> isn't it sorry look it up if you've not honestly if you if you've not looked look up the royals song for <laughs> reading on youtube i've made your evening even more so after the three one
0: and then we weirdly matt holland was in the sky studio um
2: obviously TV sky not not
0: be worried about their carbon footprint they've sent um keith andrews to portman road and had matt holland go down to isleworth but and there was a female um ex-player pundit i never saw her name graphic but i thought she was she was excellent actually um she she mostly did millwall um with matt holland obviously giving his expert insight on ipswich i think he pretty much goes to every game so he's pretty well placed to comment now um just a little one from Aaron Springfield. Sky Sports showed that at zero point four two while well, we're three nil up at around sixty minutes. That makes absolutely no sense. So the reason for that is because the chances that we scored from weren't fantastic chances. I mean, the the, the maybe
2: the the Chapman won on the penalty one, isn't he?
1: The first one is yeah. I think the the Luongo one. Way, is, the, the ball's the, falling. Yeah, the Luonga one—he's got to fire it through a crowd a little bit on the edge of the D, and I guess the the broadhead one—he's still got work to do to kind of you know guide the header into the bottom corner. So I'm surprised it's not a bit higher than that. I I, I would have think probably just around the the one mark for me. I'm, I don't think 0.42 does seem very low, but yeah, it's just the quality of those chances, isn't it?
2: it depends where you get your xG from, isn't it? It's kind of like you need to shop yeah, I mean, around, perhaps.
0: Yeah, that was. I think that was the the Sky yeah, graphic. Yeah, like, that Sh- of the graphic coming up, yeah. from Opta. Yeah. Um. Michael Warner says, I think we miss a full to come on to replace Davis in the last 10 minutes when he's out of puff. I think he's basically saying, we miss Greg Lee. Well,
1: it would have been Clark, wouldn't it? If, if Williams is fit on the right-hand side, then Clark would have been the logical substitution to make. But yeah, we just miss Greg Lee seeing those games out, don't we? And defending corners epically at the far post. Bless him.
2: I don't think... L- I didn't think Leif looked out, uh, out of breath or uh, out of puff. Switched or whatever. off.
1: Switched off for their goal, didn't he? Mm.
2: Is it? I was going to ask about that. Yeah. I, that was one bit I couldn't see, but that was because it was the arse end of the, the pitch for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was going to ask. Okay, fair enough.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's get into the Let's get into the man of the match, shall we? Mm. Um, Lee says having Matt Holland in the Sky Studio was always a good omen. Definitely Need felt that way. We? Um. Okay. Here we go. Quite a few in here. So we started with Axel to Anzabi, and richie you go along with Gary.
2: No, let me let me see what other people have said, and then I'll copy their answers. That the ones that I okay. think are good.
0: So we've got a shout for Luongo from A. He's mine. Yeah, Longo. Goal, goal scoring performance, and he he was just everywhere, just yeah. intercepting the ball constantly, he was, he was, wasn't he?
1: He was back to the Luongo before he looked leggy, wasn't he, towards the end of the last run of games where he just dropped out the side a couple of times and looked a little bit off it. I thought he was back to his marauding best.
0: Skip intro, shout out for Clark. Yeah, he had a a steady game, actually, Clark. There was one time early in the second half where he did that thing, and I'm sure it's what he's coached to do, where he's come really central and left the left winger in loads of space. But for once... The pass wasn't quite perfect, and he's managed to get an interception in He had a good game and I thought he was he was good on the ball didn't attack loads um, but just had a really steady performance at right back and Burns had a fantastic game so obviously whatever was happening behind him was was working for burns um, Langolan. Man of the match from Chris. Langolan.
1: How very dare you? Do you mean Langothlin? The lovely Welsh town near me. Langolan. Good I lord I thought that was a
2: whiskey. I was thinking, yeah, I could do with a whiskey wow. right
0: now.
1: I, I presume it's I presume his iPhone has autocorrected Luongo to Langothlin.
0: Langothlin, okay. Um, Luongo or to Anzabi for Carnival Nation. Uh, another shout for Luongo from Jack Saunders. Um, had been a little off it in previous performance, but he's huge when he's really on it, and he is, he was definitely on it tonight. Yeah. Um, horse hollerer Luongo for me to Anzabi, close second, then Chaplin. I think Wes Burns is a little bit unfortunate not to be getting many shout outs here because he, he basically won though, us the he? game in that 15 minutes, though.
2: Yeah. That shot off the post, by the way, was. I was about to swear. it Was awesome, that, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: that is one of the hardest shots I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I felt,
2: I felt that, <laughs> and, and I was like in the north stand end. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I, I've not seen him mentioned. I, I want to sh- give a shout out for Burgess, assuming he's not culpable for the th- for the, for the Millwall goal. I, I we've mentioned toan Zabe. I know you guys talked about Burgess um, as I was walking up the road. I just thought he was quite calm and 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 to your point, Mikey, I think as... The diagonals, the crossfield diagonals, really helpful and really smart and clever, you know, um, for the goal, for the third goal, uh, nosebleed territory for him. It's rare that we see him get into that, you know, that far up the field, and could have done something, you know, could have fired it into the top tier of the south stand. Had the, you know, clearance of my, mind to play in Davis, and um, yeah, I thought Burgess had a really good game tonight, but yeah, again, need to, see, I need to see the third goal, um, the Millwall goal, sorry. To see if yep. he's got a yeah, if, I, if fingers need to be pointed at him.
0: Yeah, I mean, watch watching it back on on replay, Seb. It, it wasn't pretty, was it? And it was just a little bit passive, like I said earlier. But but I think it's one of those that probably looks worse in in slow motion. Bit of a football cliche there for you.
1: Yeah, it just seemed to switch off, didn't we? For me, it, it's Davis seems to switch off. He needs to get you know across his man and really look to to challenge stronger. I think.
2: The the goal stem, stems from Caden Jackson choosing not to press his man higher up the pitch, actually. There's there's a moment, and I remember thinking this better, because it goes down their left, doesn't it? To it's a in. lovely
1: layoff by Nisby. The goal yeah, scorer lays little it little off. It's a lovely little move, yeah.
2: But, but there's a moment where Jackson could chase his man down a little bit more and chooses not to and looks at him. And you kind of think, oh, something better not come of this. And it did. Keep a lookout for that. Adding Skip value in- from the North Stone here. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Skip intro. Can't believe how much space Chap has to find in the penalty box game after game. Such a quality player. Absolutely agree with that. And there's a shout for man of the match for Chaplin here from Neil Johnson. Um, Aaron goes for Mass. Uh, Lee Bayliss, Chappers and a Luongo joint. Um, Skip says he meant Luongo, not Morsey. So it's another. I mean,
2: it, it's a great debate to be having. The it?
0: chat's going yeah, for Mass Luongo.
2: There wasn't there was any there wasn't anyone who stood out of the starting eleven where you'd say didn't have a good game. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm pretty you know Broadhead maybe you know, still scored a goal. It's still going to get kind of a seven out of ten because of that alone. Maybe didn't contribute as much as we know he can, um, and there may be mitigating factors behind that. But generally, Mikey, I think everyone everyone merited a you know a good score, and yeah, it's great to be able to make multiple man of the matches, isn't it?
0: yeah definitely um and a quite a familiar thing to discuss very finished problems uh-huh. does anyone else get the fear the fog was going to keep
2: um it's gone now like you
0: said rich yeah it's gone and it 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 maybe looked worse on some of the tv angles it
2: looked pretty i've got photos and, and we'll change the thumbnail for the for the show um afterwards but there was it, it did look you won't have seen the angle on the top of the the pioneer stand let's call it the pioneer stand it was dropping in like Dry ice, like we were in a 1980s <laughs> disco. It was like just drop it in. It was weird. I've never it experienced warmer like You know that. what? It did. It did it the night
0: that we beat Wigan to go top of the championship in I remember 2004. The Telegram for that. I remember yeah. that? Yeah, it just kept tr- dropping over. But yeah, I'm. It's far colder where Very Finished Problems is at the True. moment. Um, <laughs> so you can't complain too much, Rich. I hope that you right. that you left the heating on when you went out tonight.
2: Oh, speak. Oh, I, my. Uh, my brother-in-law and uh, my sister and brother-in-law of the heat the boiler packed up this evening can you imagine like oh, oh it's just that um i can hardly recommend british gases annual boiler cover everyone mm. just don't take the gamble other other boiler manufacturers are, are available as well <laughs> Neil
0: Wilmore says that's right. Rich was rolling down over the stand. I assume he means the fog and not you, Rich.
2: Yeah, I'm excited
0: tonight. Were you? It's a bit
2: rude, bit rude, isn't it? Um, I've, I know I've put on a bit of weight, but it's, it's winter ballast, you know? But <laughs> I've walked down the stand.
0: Lovely. Uh, Dr. Zach King says no one in the class getting bad schools tonight. I'll give Good. them tomorrow afternoon off early. A teacher as well as a doctor. Or is he a lecturer I'm not doctor sure. and
2: scholar? Scholar yeah. and a gentleman.
0: So, gents, um, Let's do some plugs now. Rich, I'm wearing my um, Wear the Sport Sheffy Coochie nice. number Chefky. again. This is, this is much needed tonight, this hoodie. Toasty. Lovely and warm. Um, yeah, nice material, some really nice designs. Please check out Wear the Sport on socials and on their website and get yourself a lovely Christmas gift early. Um, and while, you, while you're buying Ipswich Sound stuff, why not check out the Blue Monday merch as well. Rich, why what's not? the website for that?
2: Um, So where the sport is where the sport.com and if you use the promo blue Monday or one word in caps, you get 15% off. I think that runs for the next week or two. Um um blue monday itfc.co.uk is our website where you can find the link to the merch store. You can also find the link to the telegram group. Continues to go from strength to strength, and I'm sure match day chat um will need some curating before I go to bed. Um and we'll be shut down in advance of Coventry. Uh what what's Coventry, Seb? Go on, you can you can call it out early. What's Coventry? The Richard Woodward Derby. Go. Um, it's nice to they, hear you
0: call them Coventry rather than just Cov,
2: Cov, the Sky Blues, Sky Blue Army. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, come and join us on Telegram. It's great. Um, love it. And we'll probably do another roundtable at some point in the next couple of weeks as well. So um, plenty of stuff there. But all the links for um, it, all of the various podcast apps of choice, we've got links there, the YouTube stuff. And we usually have a little bit of a schedule of our shows as well. So BlueMondayITFC.co.uk. And,
0: Seb, we mentioned Coventry there. Um, when can our viewers and listeners be smartened up on that?
2: We'll be it's going live.
0: Blurry.
1: We'll be going live uh, at eight o'clock on Friday night this time, not tomorrow night. Friday night, twenty-four hours later than normal, the night before kickoff. Richard says,
2: "Happy hour."
1: Richard Woodwood's before... favourite team.
2: Yep. I don't know anything about them, by the way. This is this has all been blown out massively out of proportion. Sure, sure. It's just like you're a Wales fan, Wrexham faner. Huh?
0: Right, that you could expect more of this bickering between Dance. Rich and Seb on a Friday night, eight <laughs> the o'clock. Specialism the specialism
2: is the commentary
0: home game. Um Right, let's um let's call it a night, shall we? Rich, you can go and I don't know, run your hands under the hot tap. Or
2: yeah, something. I'm gonna have a hot drink, I think, maybe a whiskey. <laughs> um yeah, great stuff. Um thank you everyone for joining us and getting involved in the chat. Um we'll be back as Seb said on Friday. And um yeah. Uh, sister Two, back in the habit isn't it um quality performance possession based goals entertainment um just needed to keep that clean sheet but yeah really positive to bounce back from saturday we can kind of ignore that one and write that one off and you know players as we said who needed to put in a performance put in a performance and puts us in a really great position results again this week continuing to sometimes go for us and um it's really tight up there now at the moment isn't it so yeah exciting times really happy so i'm happy days and yeah my i'm starting to feel my nose and my my fingers again which is fantastic great job mikey and seb as well really enjoyed listening walking up the hill as well
0: lovely stuff cheers guys um enjoy the rest of the week and uh, up the armchair fans the glory hunters
1: gravis or lambert eden syndrome and medications including botulinum toxins as these may increase the risk of serious side effects for full safety information visit botoxcosmetic.com or call 877
0: 351-0300 see for yourself at botoxcosmetic.com
2: this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans